welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 66. And for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you would subscribe. And as, as always, you can reach out to me on all of the socials at flores.run. I uh, hope everyone is having an amazing week. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, yeah, things are going great over here as well as they can go uh, for not running. Um, if you guys have heard any previous episodes or uh, checked up on socials or anything like that, I haven't been running in a while. I think it's been 26 days, 20, actually, no, it'd be 28 days, 28 days. I haven't ran. Um, but you know, PT is going well. I feel stronger. Things are going well. We're on the, I think we're on the, the climb here. Everything's looking nice. Um, physical therapist is liking my results and how everything's working. So that's really good news. I'm very excited for that. Um, but obviously it's just making sure that I continue that and I don't end up hurting myself, you know, not, not kind of getting back too fast. So that's kind of the, the plan. And, uh, for those of you that are new to the show, um, yeah, the last few weeks have been great having some, some really good interviews, um, with Katie and Victoria. And it's just been, it's been great. And I've been recording a bunch of other ones and I've got a bunch scheduled as well. I did a thing on clubhouse and told people, Hey, I'm looking for guests about intentionality and purpose and that sort of thing. And a ton of people reached out, which was absolutely awesome. But schedule's kind of booked now. So I basically have episodes. Uh, I've got interviews the next couple weeks and that'll take us like through the summer almost like through June, I think, um, to every single week. So I'm super stoked about that. Hearing some people, interesting stories, the ones I have recorded, I think you guys are going to love. You're going to get a lot out of it. So make sure you stay tuned. Like I said, subscribe to the podcast, leave a, leave a rating review if you like it and, you know, spread the word. Cause there's some really good messages coming out with people that are a lot smarter than me. Um, and have a lot more experience in certain things, but you know, hopefully it's a, a good conversation. Um, I've also been a guest on a few shows recently. So once those get released, I'll be releasing those, uh, or sharing those rather on, uh, the socials. So yeah, make sure you check that as well. But today, uh, it's kind of a weird, like another milestone thing. Obviously if you know, about a little over a month ago, uh, Kayla and I sat and recorded our 15 years dating episode. And this episode is actually 10 years since my first marathon, um, which is absolutely crazy to think. I told Kayla that I needed to record this episode today and she was like 10 years. She's like, you're getting old. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's absolutely nuts. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd go through kind of my mindset in that first race. You know, maybe maybe you can relate if you've, you know, with your first race or maybe you haven't done a race yet and your first race is coming up and you kind of like, hey, I don't know what to think. Uh, hopefully you can get something out of this in my experience. But my first race was the Flying Pig Marathon um, in 2011, May 1st, 2011. So this would have been on, um, what was it? Saturday was the first. Um yeah, it was just a, a weird experience. So the year before, the fall before I ran my first half marathon, the Columbus half, and decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to try this full thing. And and I didn't know what race to do because obviously in the spring up here in the Midwest-ish area, um, there's a lot of races to do. There's a lot of places you can go and a lot of things you can do. Obviously, keeping it relatively close to home made sense because uh, I've never done this thing before and trying to figure out the best way to, to plan it and make it work. And so heard great things about the flying pig marathon, how it was like a great time, a great race for your first time. And you know, it's, it's exactly what you need for first time is like perfect. I was like, this means it's going to be, you know, probably a relatively easy course. Um, obviously 
26 miles, 26.2 miles is hard no matter where it is. Um, but maybe it'll be a little easier. Crowd support's supposed to be really good, all of those things. So, you know, I went into it really strong, had a, had a real strong goal. I was actually um, a pacer for Columbus Running Company at the time for the 830 pace group, which if you guys know me now, you're like, wait a second, Jonathan, you don't run 830s now. And I'm like, no, I never have, uh, except that training period. Um, but yeah, training went well that entire time. I, I remember looking back like in the winters and hitting down uh, places in, in Dublin, Ohio, uh, just running around those roads there, making some new friendships and that sort of thing. It was a really cool experience to be a part of and be a pacer. Um, you know, when you get all the way to that 20 miler and you're like, okay, I've got this, like I can run 20 miles at this pace. I'm feeling good. Everything's great. And then, you know, and then the race happens. Um, it was an interesting, it was an interesting feeling going to Cincinnati. My mom was actually in town as well. So she came down with Kayla and I and stayed in the hotel with us. And, um, yeah, we just had a, had a fun, a fun time, <laughs> uh, in Cincinnati trying to like relax, stay off my feet, you know, do all the right things that you've read about and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, I still remember a race morning just being like super nervous like not having any idea what's going on. And it's funny because like, I still get that feeling now with, with all of the races I have done. I still get this like kind of anxiousy feeling where you're like, I'm about to go into the unknown, even though right now it's not unknown anymore, but still feels that way when there's new places. But it was really cool just to like, you know, be in that starting corral and, you know, I was trying to do everything by the book, you know, made sure I got there the 30 minutes before that they told me to get there and standing in the corrals, you know, all the things that they tell you to do, but no one ever does. And if you do them, it ends up not being good for you, you know, like standing on your feet for 30 minutes before you're going to go run, like probably not the most ideal situation. Um, but I remember I had, uh, I'm pretty sure I had my iPod shuffle. Now I probably should have found some pictures before this. I had my iPod shuffle and that was uh, connected and it was just, I was trying to just like get in the zone and focus. And when that gun went off, it was one of those where it's like, okay, like it's time, let's, let's do it. And I remember being aggravated because there was like people in the upper corrals that were walking and I'm like, why did you stay in the upper corral? Cause now I'm having to bob and weave. And again, first timer, you're not paying attention to these things, losing a ton of energy, bobbing and weaving, trying to get around people, trying to get an open lane. And, and, uh, if you guys know anything about the flying pig marathon, um, which I'll probably, I'll probably put a link here, uh, of the course and stuff like that in the description, but the, uh, it's hilly. <laughs> it's a very hilly race. Um, the first few miles you, you basically climb over a bridge into Kentucky and then you make your way back into Ohio. And then like, then it's like a from mile five to eight, it's straight uphill. And then it's like rollers. And then you're on basically a freeway, um, there, and then you get off the exit and it's still a little bit of rolling. It's, it's, it's not the flattest course. It's not an easy course. Great crowd support though. Um, but definitely a tough race. And I remember getting to about mile five. That's when the, that was the first time I was able to see Kayla, um, since the start. I saw right after the start, she took a picture and then we, uh, I saw her again around mile five and I started to feel a little iffy already then. I was just like, okay, something, something doesn't feel right. Like, I think I may have expended too much energy and actually like I pulled up my Strava just to take a look at it and like really my splits. And it was a hard thing to say. It's like, was I going too slow or too fast or what was I doing? Cause I was, again, I was training at an eight thirty pace and my first mile was a 10, 20, it was 10, 20, 9, 43, 9, 40, 9, 10. 
we went downhill there and then 934. So it's like I was sitting in that mid nines where it just felt comfortable. And I wonder if just too much side movement or the standing, it's hard to say. But by that time, I really started to feel a little heaviness in the legs. I was like, what's going on here? Um, yeah. And then, then you have to climb that, to that, that park. Um, what's that park called? I got the map up here. Um, Eden park. You basically climb to the top there and, and it was just like, it was just absolutely brutal. But, you know, I held my pace again, probably not a smart thing is, you know, pushing myself harder to get up there going, Hey, wait a second. You just wasted more energy than you needed. Um, but yeah. And then after that, it was just like, it was, it was a, a great time. I didn't get to enjoy it as much as I probably would have liked to, um, and kind of be in the moment. I was so focused on my time goals, you know, and then around mile 13 or so, I really like, I had to take a walk break. And then by mile 14, 15, 16, it was like walking every so often. And then by the time I got to 20, it was just, it was just garbage. Um, I think when I get down to that point, yeah, I mean, my, my paces, I didn't do a sub, 10 pace from mile 14 on everything was over a 10 minute mile, um, except my last push. So it was definitely a tough, tough experience, but it was one of those where looking back on it, just like anything else we do in life. If, if I would have had, came into it with the right mentality, obviously the mentality that I talk about week in and week out on the show is paying attention to your journey and not focusing too much on the goal and kind of being in that moment. I think if I would have focused some more on that, I would have been a little more uh, pleased with the day, but it was still just a, a crazy experience. You know, people cheering, they don't even know who you are, but they're yelling your name and cheering for you. And it was just, I don't know, there was something else about it. And I remember, um, you know, being in the hurt locker those last few miles and you basically, so you get out of some neighborhoods, you basically get on a freeway and then you get an exit off of the freeway. And then you're like, you're on a neighborhood street. It's like a, I don't, it's, it would be like a, I want to say a freeway. It's not a highway. Maybe it's more freeway ish, but it's, I think it's like two lanes on each side. And, and I was just like hurting. And at this point, you know, I'm already looking like times are going by, I'm getting past left and right. And the, it's thinning out the crowd. And, you know, I just had to kind of like buckle down and, and find what else I had in me to move. But once we hit that, that, um, just before the 26 marker, I think it was right at a mile to go. They had like a, Hey, wash your face. Here's like some, some towels or stuff like that. Like wash your face and, you know, smile for the finish or whatever. I remember literally just giving it all I have. I said, this is, this is why I trained. This is why I got here. We need to push as hard as I can to do it. And I mean, I gave everything I had in that last mile and even looking at the pace, it's kind of funny because I'm like still, relatively creeping for what my pace was, you know, sitting in the tens, mid nines. And I felt like I was like, you know, super fast. It looks like by the end I made it like into the mid eights. Cause it was like the final sprint, but it was just, I was like, you know what? I need to do everything I possibly have because, you know, again, I plan on running this in sub four. Kayla has been waiting there at this point. I actually, I finished in a five Oh five, which is not what you want to do when you're, when you're training, uh, to run really like a three forty five. But it was, I, I crossed that finish line, you know, hands raised and just like absolutely exhausted. I knew I left everything out there that day and, you know, it just wasn't enough for that day for whatever reason. And I mean, like I said, it's been, it's been a decade ago. <laughs> I can't remember every piece that I was feeling in it, but it was an interesting, um, it was just an interesting 
time where crossing that finish line, there's, there's nothing like it. And those that have run races and that sort of thing, you understand that, but it, there's, it's just a different kind of feeling of accomplishment. And I think at that point was probably the start of when I started getting like the whisperings in my ear of how, how special that moment actually was. And to kind of not take it for granted, um, the ability that, that I've been given to be able to do these races and do these kinds of things and, and kind of live in that moment. And I remember just walking, I remember seeing Kayla on like the overpass cause she was taking some pictures from hot, uh, up, up above where the, the, um, the spectators were. Um, at the flying pick. It's a pretty cool setup. They have like, it's like a ramp to one of the stadiums, I think, or maybe it was just like a parking ramp. And that's where you kind of can stand and see people, see the runners coming in. So it's a pretty cool angle. But I remember walking, seeing Kayla and just being like, like getting teared up and that sort of thing. And going through the uh, finishers area, getting my medal, you know, doing all those things, getting the food and just like trying not to lose it, like trying not to break down and cry. <laughs> Cause it was just like a crazy emotional, like my emotions were all over the place. I was, I felt good at the beginning then I felt like crap in the middle and then it felt better than crap again. And then I finished and it was amazing. And I just remember there's a picture that I have that I absolutely love that Kaylee captured. It looks like I'm like about to fall over, but if you look closely at it, like my eyes are, are basically watering. Like I'm trying everything I have not to lose it. And when, um, you know, Kaylee gave me a hug and it was just, it was just an experience. I don't think I'll ever forget that moment of just like, you know what, this is, this is something I put in the hard work to get done. And really then I was like, Hey, running super fun. And I did the race and I didn't know if I was going to do any more of them before I did that race. Um, but once I crossed the finish line, I knew this was going to be something that I was going to try to do longer term at the time, the 50 States or any of that stuff wasn't on my mind at all, but just the overall experience. I was like, this is something that, that, I'd like to continue doing. And, and really from that moment is where I've, you know, helped kind of find in my eyes, really like part of my, my purpose and drive, not necessarily being a runner, cause I'm not finding purpose in that specific like task, but really understanding kind of the, the idea of putting in hard work and for to, and enjoying the journey along that way and finding purpose in each and every step, you know, the, you know, I, I always say, I finished every episode saying we will run with purpose one step at a time. And that's really what this race taught me was that each, each step I took had to be on purpose because if it wasn't on purpose. It was a wasted step. And running is a great metaphor for life in that way. It's, you know, if we do things on purpose, we're, we're going somewhere, but if we're just willy nilly, just going wherever, it doesn't make any sense at all. And I think this is, it was just one of those experiences, like I said, um, was just super emotional, super, super amazing. And uh, a fun side note with it. So while I was training, you know, I, I lost a lot of weight um, from the half marathon to the full, I, you know, just running like, like crazy and definitely not understanding nutrition and that sort of thing. So wasn't eating enough, just continually losing weight. And I remember we got back from the race from Cincinnati and drive back to Columbus and I walk in the door and my mother-in-law was at the house and she literally says, she goes, you look, you, you look like you're anorexic or you have cancer because like you could see every single one of my ribs and it was just like super skinny. And, uh, because of that, Kayla's like, yes. And we were getting married that fall. So I was not allowed to run more than 10 miles a week <laughs> the entire summer. Uh, because she's like, you need to put some meat on those bones. Um, and then I blame her because I lost all of my like fastness because I got 
I got bigger, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it was 10 pounds, but it's not a big deal. But anyways, but yeah, the whole, whole first race experience, it's just something, it's something else. And again, people that, that race or have done races, you guys understand this. And even if you haven't, you can still understand the idea of putting in so much work and, you know, making sacrifices, doing things day in and day out that people look at you and think are crazy whatever it is, the amount of time you put in uh, on, a, on a passion project or something you're going after and to finally, to get it and not just get it as a thank you for checking off that box, but to really be in that moment and know how special it was that you were able to accomplish something that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, a lot of people run marathons, but as the general population, a lot of people don't run marathons. So it's still something spectacular to, to say that I was able to accomplish and then to be here 10 years later, I probably should have counted them, but you know, 39 states in, um, it's gotta be close to 50 races just with, you know, I've done, I've done a couple, I did the flying pig twice. I did air force, so that's two more. And then I did five, uh, 50 K playing possum 50 Ks. So I said, that's seven more. So what, 40, six math, 46 races. I'm sure I'm missing something, but at, l- at least 46 races of marathon distance or longer. Well, then I had the international one too. So 47 races. <laughs> See, I don't even remember how many I've raced, but these things, it's just like to know that it all started there, you know, 10 years ago, I would have never thought in 10 years I'd be here doing this and, and being able to talk to people about my experiences and, and how it's kind of changed my life. Again, using running as a metaphor of taking each step as it comes, but taking those steps intentionally, you know, keeping your eyes on the horizon um, at what's next, what's the next step in the process. It's just been, it's been an amazing journey. And thank you guys for listening to the podcast and kind of following everything I'm doing, you know, with Hangry and everything there. It's just been, it's been awesome. So um, but yeah, I know that's like a little bit of first marathon stuff, but maybe a lot more just f- philosophical <laughs> kind of things, but flying pig marathon, if you guys are looking for a good first marathon, it's a good first marathon from crowd support. <laughs> it is not a good first marathon from holy crap. It is challenging, um, with the elevation and stuff like that. It looks like here, which is even crazy. Cause I remember being like crazy hilly, at least while I was doing it. But now looking at this Strava says it was only 1100 feet of gain or is that 1100 feet elevation? Does it have, all right, I got to find, maybe I got to find better stats because that doesn't seem right. 1100 feet elevation. Oh, maybe it is because there's only a couple big ones and then some small ones. So like even then, it's like I've done races a lot harder than that. But again, it's the idea of, uh, you know, first race and that side of thing, but whatever. But yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of my first race experience. I'd love to hear your first race, you know, leave a, leave a comment on socials on this post or uh, shoot me a message or anything like that of, um, of your first race. I'd love to hear about it. And if you have like a really cool story about it, who knows, maybe we'll get you on the show and you can share your, uh, first time story as well. Um, everyone's, uh, first race is always an, ex- uh, an experience. Um, I remember we did a similar episode on the old podcast and it was literally called my first time, which was a funny episode title for people to click. And we actually had Chrissy, uh, when she was doing bad case of the run, she was on the show. Um, yeah, that was a fun time, but yeah, 
10 years since my first marathon and you know, I've, I haven't looked back and I don't plan on it anytime soon. Running has absolutely changed my life and in so many ways and, and helped me help find my purpose again. Running isn't my purpose, but it's helped me find my purpose and understanding what's what I need to go towards um, in order to make a difference, not in my life because it's more than just me. It's about helping those around me, but uh, running has definitely brought that up. But yeah, Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this little random episode of me again. Uh, we had some good interviews. We have amazing interviews coming up. You're not going to have a solo episode for me for a while. It's going to be a lot of great interviews, amazing people talking. So make sure you check it out. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. They're super helpful. People understand that, Hey, maybe this is something I should listen to. Um, you can check us out on good pods. It's a really cool thing where friends can kind of see the podcast you're doing. It's a shameless plug again there. Visit my website, www.flores.run. Uh, check out Hangry's website. We're doing a lot of really cool things in the community. Um, and then our Hangry gear, everything going on there. Race registration is technically closed. So if you didn't make that, sorry about that, but uh, maybe next time. Um, but yeah, that's uh, everything here. Visit my website. I think I said that maybe flores.run, but thank you so much for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time. We'll see you guys next week.